This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. What's up, everybody? Jake Nowaker here. Good friend of mine, Zach Kaufman, to my left or right. Don't know which way I will edit him. Host of the Four Ounces to Freedom podcast. We got some best bets for UFC 283. Jamal Hill, Glover Teixeira. We got to discuss those. But first of all, first and foremost, Zach, thank you for joining me, man. How you doing? Great. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, dude. And I mean, for those who don't follow Zach or know Zach, he runs a uh, podcast, a show called Four Ounces to Freedom interviews fighters from regional local guys cage fury guys all the way up to hopefully some ufc guys soon but zach before we start tell me a little bit about what you're doing because i think it's awesome man and uh we've been talking about this for a while you you give me some good bones so to speak in the news and i'm glad to see you doing your own thing now yeah that's pretty much where it started um i was kind of being an insider for a handful of people um and appreciated everything that everyone else was doing and decided it was time to kind of just test the waters and see what i could do and uh, we're two episodes in with the third one recording tomorrow as a time recording. And I mean, people who uh, follow Cage Fury and regional promotions, you've obviously heard of Eddie Torres and Richie Lewis going at it. If you care about that drama, which I'm sure many of you do, Zach's page, whichever side he's on, is the one to go follow. He's going to be interviewing both of those guys. So keep up with that. But now what most of you care about, UFC 283, as I mentioned, this weekend, January 21st, pay-per-view, all whatever it costs now, $80 or whatever. But uh, it's a pretty good card. Jamal Hill, Glover Teixeira, light heavyweight title fight. Great fight. We'll talk about that one a little bit. Co-main event, Brandon Moreno versus uh, Figueredo 4. I, I don't really have a bet there, but I, I don't know how you even call that fight. Do you, do you have an opinion on that before we get started? I do, actually. Um, you have a bet? And it's kind of... Uh... In a way, um, I think I'm still on the fence, but I'm mixing in the Krauss drama. Mm. I think that hurts Brandon, even though he's going with a uh, Saeed, um, Coach Saeed. Mm-hmm. I think, especially with today's p- pitcher, Figgy looks to be on weight already, which was my main concern. Uh, I didn't think he was going to make it. Yeah. So I think him at plus 100 as of this morning is pretty good. I'm hoping people kind of lean where I was leaning and going with Brandon because I think Brandon personally won three of the four so far. Yeah. But the one was a draw. Um, whereas I, I think Figgy takes it now and I don't think Figgy fights again at flyweight. I, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. And right now I'm looking at uh, BetMGM who sponsors my podcast. Uh, Moreno's 115. Figgy's minus 105. So Close fight, man, and I, I tend to agree with you. I'm just a little bit too afraid to touch it because, you know, anytime people fight four times and the fights have been that close and there's still a pick 'em, 
I'm too afraid. My money says, no, no, not for me. Um, the fights I do care about, I have one, not care about, I care about all these fights, but the fights I have money on, or I'm going to put money on, one, two, three, three singles and a parlay, which includes three legs. I don't really like parlays more than two, but I really like this parlay. So I will start with the singles, do the parlay last. First up, we got Warley Alves, minus 125, going up against Nicholas Dalby, plus 105. I think we agree on this one, but I just want to tell you why I'm on Warley first. It's really the experience and the fight IQ that I think is going to carry him in this fight. That might seem like a cop-out answer. You might say, Jake, experience and fight IQ does not carry you in every fight. I think against a Nicholas Dalby, it will. Nicholas Dalby someone we've seen have poor fight IQ, not be very active in the cage, tend to throw awkward, just like weird striking that doesn't really uh, coincide with what a UFC fighter should be throwing in terms of technical striking with a fast, hardcore pace. I think Alves is going to expose him, pick him apart on the feet a little bit use the distance, eventually take him down, maybe get that sub. His grappling is top-notch, and Dalby, from what we've seen in the UFC, I think he should be a bigger underdog here. How do you feel about the fight? Yeah, um, pretty much agree with everything you just stated. I think uh, this is the fight that Alves probably needed versus his last one out against Jeremiah Wells. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I appreciated that one because I'm a Wells fan from the original scene upwards. Uh, it was a long-delayed there and i think it's another reason why uh wells came in such high plus money mm-hmm. this is more aligned with alvis's style um i don't think it's gonna be a, a complete walkover but i don't see it going the distance and i see alvis walking away with it and dalby's a tough guy like he is somebody who can go out there against top vets and squeak out a decision victory because as i mentioned he has a very awkward fighting style and if he can I- implement that into a fight the judges don't always know how to look at that so again not a walk in the park, like you said, but stylistically here, I think it's a great matchup for Warley. And if he sits under a minus 150 right now, minus 125, I can't ignore that. Got to throw a unit or two on that. Moving on to a fight that I know we disagree about because you told me we disagree. Probably the fight I might, other than the main event and the coming event, I might be looking forward to this one most. Terrence T-Rex McKinney, get to see him back in the octagon. In my opinion, a step down in competition against Ismael Bonfam coming off a contender series. That's not a knock on Ismail. Ismail's a great fighter. Both Bonfam bros are absolutely stellar prospects, but Terrence McKinney in that first round, dude, so dangerous on the feet, on the ground, no matter where it goes. And something that he mentioned, he's specifically been really working on this camp, is cardio. I think he's done being a one-trick pony. I think he wants to see those later rounds. And I think this fight against Bonfam, who is somebody who is extremely good at grappling, who has had luck on the feet, I think he's really going to have a hard time with this test as a UFC debut because Terrence McKinney is insanely good. Yeah, so I don't disagree with anything you just said um, outside of the bet. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, on the contender series, I, uh, I don't think there's any denying that this bottom brother is the weaker of the two. Sure, um, maybe a little bit. Uh, and that was how I felt with the contender series as well. I thought Gabe was going to be a shoo-in. There was no question about it. Yeah. Um, he proved me wrong there. This one, I think it's more so, this is like the first time McKinney's out of the U.S. And the crowd isn't just a crowd. It's a Brazilian crowd. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, it's just a whole different animal. Um, I think that gets on. I don't think it's so much the travel. I think the tra- the flight is long as well. But I think he came in yesterday, Tuesday. Um, 
and I think that's enough time for him to kind of just quickly adapt. It's not it's not a lot of like it's not time zone major time zone differences. It's just the flight and then re- relaxation. Um, I just think I think the crowd gets to him and they get the even the weaker bottom bottom at plus money. I'll take it. Um, I did kind of go back and make sure this wasn't a petty bet because <laughs> there was some Twitter beef going on with McKinney. Yeah. Um, and, but no, I think. I even I am even willing to do a Botham parlay between both brothers at this point. Um and it's it's all based on the Brazilian ground. So let me ask you a question about that though. And uh b- before I ask you this, the Botham parlay right now is paying out plus two twenty-three. So that that's pretty good odds if you put both of them mm-hmm. together. But it's something that I think, especially in this like new age of UFC going forward, is we've seen it in the US especially, is it's not so much like a a home country pride sport right now. So my question is, do you think that the Brazilian crowd is going to boo Terrence McKinney, even though he's a big star, a bigger star than Bonfim? Because you, you go ahead and give your spiel. You're already nodding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Brazilian crowd has always been that way. Uh, they, up until the decision is official, you are an enemy. Once it's official, they don't care if you won or lose, unless you pull a like Perry or um, a Chow Sonnen and you actually diss the country or Colby Covington. Um, <laughs> Kobe, yeah, actually, I don't think it was Mike Perry, I think it was Kobe that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when it goes outside of the arena. Whereas in the arena, the Brazilian crowd is 100% Brazilian. Um, they but they respect the sport. It's not like a, a, a Japanese crowd where they will clap for both of you. They'll lean the the home crowd favorite, but they'll appreciate it either way. Um, the Brazilian crowd will be booing Terrence at his walkout, um, and I don't know how he's gonna handle that either. I I see how he handles like the Twitter beef. He does snap back, yeah. And I don't, you can't really snap back at a crowd when you're locked in a cage. No, or else you'll get distracted. I mean. Yep. It's not, that's not your fight. So that, that's very interesting because you're right. Culturally, it is different down there. You know, I, I was in MSG for 268 or no, which what was the more recent one? 281. Uh, and for Aaron Blanchfield to be booed in front of her home crowd for Molly McCann, blown away. But you're right. That's not going to happen in Brazil. That's not going to happen in England. Certainly not going to happen in Japan. But uh, it's, it's going to be that's going to be an interesting factor in this fight because Terrence McKinney is going to be thrown off his feet when that happens because I'm going to be thrown off my feet when that happens because I'm expecting Terrence to get a uh, warm welcome and I'm just forgetting it's at UNES Arena. So good point, Zach. Good point. However, I'm still betting Terrence. So settle down, Tiger. <laughs> Main event, my last single of the night here, Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill. I, I don't understand. I guess I do understand, but I'm going to expose this. Glover Teixeira, plus 110. Are you kidding me against Jamal Hill? Unless Jamal Hill gets a knockout in round one, two, maybe three, no way for him to win this fight. He fades so bad in those championship rounds. Glover Teixeira, he doesn't fade bad in those championship rounds. He comes alive. I think he's going to be too durable, too experienced. I think he's going to catch Jamal Hill with a late submission or at least a close but dominant decision victory how do you feel about this one yeah i think um glover's only issue in this fight is age um sure however before you uh, go on let me remind you how good he performed at almost this age against yuri prohashka mm -hmm. yeah i mean 
any anyone um i mean it wasn't i mean i know we're talking i think it was a year or two ago now he literally beat anthony smith's teeth out of his mouth yeah and then because he's a nice guy gave him back his teeth um but no i think the only issue here is age uh and quickness because of the age um he's durable i mean if you look at all the older ones that have been in the ufc recently um Olenek was durable too he looked like he was fighting after a night at the bar but he was always there yeah glover's kind of the same way um and it's, it's just a different breed i i lean on the fact that i think this is too fast of a jump for jamal yes um i think another two or three fights would have been okay but when you look at people on this card alone like Craig Paul Craig beat Jamal Hill and Jamal yeah. Hill's in this title shot. And it wasn't long ago. No. And I mean I know that was an injury mixed with beating a Stason while in the submission. Um but now I'm leaning Glover. Um I actually, you know, with uh the Brazilian as well, I'm actually leaning Glover and Figgy, as I mentioned earlier. Um that one right now is hovering around 320 together, which is I think is amazing. Oh yeah, that's yeah um, for on bet uh, bet MGM it's plus three ten, so that's great. And uh, I think those two together, um, it again Brazilian crowd as well. It it's a great, and um, I I will even go another bet that's not a prop anywhere. Glover wins, Glover retires. I hope you're right, man. I would love if Glover won and retired home crowd in Brazil. That would be so epic. Second belt after the age of forty insane um i i like your little brazilian parlay my only hesitance there is everybody who watches my videos knows i don't throw people in a parlay unless i'm trying to get odds under minus like 200 so i think you know figgy at minus 105 glover at plus 110 you can play them both single but yeah if you're confident enough to put them in a parlay triple that money like that baby um but yeah man i I, I don't I don't I don't know here. It's this tough because obviously Jamal is gonna piece Glover up early in the fight. I think. I could be wrong. Glover could use distance, put him up against the cage, real just like ground and or a grind and pound kind of fight. But I, I I expect Jamal to hit Glover a few times. Glover has dropped early and recovered, so it's gonna be a scary fight to watch, especially if money on the Glover side, because early in that fight, you're gonna be on the edge of your seat. It might even make more sense to live bet Glover. I'm not much of a live better, but this situation after round one where he takes a beating on the feet might be worth to put some money on him even further plus money. Uh, I'm just excited for the main event. Can't wait. I love that the odds for my pickums are all under minus 130. Beautiful. It doesn't happen often. Happened last week too. My parlay, I couldn't get as lucky with. I have like disgusting odds on these three people to get me to a minus 145. You, you will not hear me say I'm going to throw a minus 1100 in a parlay often, but geez, I'm going to do it here. My parlay consists of Jayton Almeida, minus 1,100, Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop, minus 350, and Jessica Andrade, minus 500. As I said, don't play any of those single, but if you put them together, minus 145 parlay. I love that. Jayton Almeida going up against Shamil. Crazy last name. Almeida's going to destroy him, probably inside the distance. He's the hottest prospect on the roster, in my opinion. Don't sweat that one. Only 1,100 I ever put into a parlay. Robocop going up against Bruno Ferreira. Robocop's a beast, super durable, amazing striking on the feet. The much more experienced fighter of the two here, 
I love him at minus 350 paired with the other two. Lastly, Jessica Andrade going up against Lauren Murphy. Come on. Come on. Jessica Andrade all day. So I really like those three picks for a parlay. Very confident that cashes. Do you agree or am I crazy for putting a 500 and 1100 in a parlay? No, I mean, I think it's the only way to bet them unless you um you go prop wise. Uh, if you pull my record, props are my weakness. They're everyone's weakness. Um, if you, I mean, look at uh, Sodiq Youssef, his last fight, his first submission victory. I bet him by knockout. Yeah, me too. Um, because I think that was the most obvious choice there was. Mm-hmm. And when he won by submission, it was that makes the most obvious choice because I bet by finish or by knockout. Um, I think there is a few wins on here that you could probably beat by props. Almeida by finish. I wouldn't even go one way or the other. Andrade by... That's another one you could probably go by finish. Yeah, but Lauren Murphy is tough. Very durable. Um, I think she will get her f- demolished from for all fifteen minutes, but I think she could last all fifteen minutes. Sure. Um, but Andrade also has the only standing. Um, was it standing? Yeah, it was yeah, the, the guillotine or I forget I what it was. Arm triangle. Was, yeah. Arm triangle. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, she could finish it pretty much anywhere. And Lauren will fight it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not going to just give up because she gets taken down. She's not going to get up because she's being thrown into the cage. Um, and this isn't even just another Brazilian lean. This is just the fact that I question how Lauren is as high ranked as she is. And I don't mean about that by disrespect. Um, she does pull through on fights that she should, shouldn't win. Yes. Um, but no, I think at 145 for these three, it's the only way to bet it. Uh, for me with parlays, uh, I usually don't touch anything that's not at least double money. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Which is why I said I would have to lean a prop somewhere, but I think every prop is bustable. Um, If you bet Armada the win by finish, he's going to win by decision. Andrade, you go by finish, he's going to win by decision as well. Uh, Rodriguez is just another one. Um, I'm also curious to see how his forehead has healed. Yeah, I'm curious to see if that thing pops open and bleeds all over the canvas again. And the only prop out of those that I think is 100% safe is Almeida by finish. I just don't have those odds in front of me. And I assume they're still going to be a minus 600. So for me to play a minus 600 by finish, I, it's just that's scary. That's scary stuff right there. But yeah, I agree, man. The parlay I think hits. Uh, it's I just realized it is three Brazilians. Didn't really think about that. Terrence McKinney's actually the only Brazilian I'm not or I am putting money on so far. So that makes me a little nervous. But fun card, man. First pay per view of the year. Really can't wait. We have a lot of good pay per views lined up, and this one kicks them off. Hopefully, we can make some bets cash too. Zach, that's all I got. Before I get out of here, I want to ask you. I know you talked Figgy and Moreno, but are there any other bets I didn't mention that you love? No, actually, um, I mean, this is a great starter of the year pay-per-view. Um, there's a lot of fun ones to watch. But as far as betting, um, 
it's I would say it's a it's a very weak betting card. Um, I think the ones we kind of touched on are the ones to bet. Um, I will go into Saturday saying these are probably the ones I'll bet, but I'll end up betting from the very first fight. Yeah. Um, and then by the pay per view kickoff, I'll regret everything on the prelims. Um, but no, I think outside of that, uh, it's a it's a fun card. It's a nice prospect card as well. Um, great intro for a lot of the Brazilians on this card, Mm -hmm. and leads us into better cards throughout the year. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. And yeah, coming off of a plus five point seven unit last or unit win last weekend. I'm going to take a little slow this weekend and try to get through this Rocky pay-per-view. But Zach, again, thank you so much, everybody. Go follow Zach. I will link all of his social medias below. Make sure you tune into his show, Four Ounces of Freedom, for all the good fighter interviews. And stay tuned for my full pits and bets, picks and bets. Let me try that one again. They'll be released on Friday, maybe Thursday. I got my BetQL article coming out on Thursday with my best bets. Went four for four last week. And obviously tapped out Saturday night to get you through the pay-per-view. But thank you, everybody. Zach, you the man. Have a great day. And, uh, Let's cash, folks. Let's cash. Yeah, and a sure win for Saturday. Uh, Go Birds. (laughs) Go Birds. Yes, sir.